Thank you for joining For Our Special Kids, where we openly and honestly discuss the magic and the mess of raising a child with special needs. We are thrilled to have you here and hope this time provides you with some wonder and wisdom. I'm your host, Jennifer Lansing. Let's get started. Are you dreading Halloween? (laughs) Does the thought of coming up with costumes for your kiddos make you sweat? Is the idea of taking your child out in the dark in her wheelchair a nightmare all on its own? (laughs) Well, if so, this is the episode for you. I am joined again by medical mama and hostess of When Autumn Comes, Susan G., to give you some family-focused costumes, fun reverse trick-or-treating ideas, and creative ways to incorporate your amazingly special child into this or any holiday for that matter. However, after we recorded this, I realized we didn't talk about how you could help a sensory stimulated child with their costume choice. So I did some research and reached back out to Suze. And this is what we came up with. First, as you guys all know, keeping a routine if possible is really helpful. So if the school parade is enough stimulation for the day, then watch a fun Halloween show, make a spooky spaghetti dinner, and call it a night. Two, limit the stimulation around fabrics and colors. Pick a costume that supports your child's temperature needs. In other words, if your child gets really hot, well, then avoid the all-consuming head-to-toe costume. Uh, The pajama section of our department stores have lots of cute sets that could work for costumes. Just add a sword or add some fun shoes. Uh, You could also work their needs into their costume. So for example, headphones. What about being an NFL coach or a DJ and taking Susan's ideas from how to use wheelchairs? Like you could even put like a mini record player set up on top of the wheelchair or the stroller. Masks, probably not a great idea if it promotes that unknown scary feeling. And by all means, practice wearing the costume at home so you can figure out what's itchy, scratchy, stimulating, what needs to be removed, etc. So there's lots of other ideas online, but I hope this short list gives you some things to think about. I hope you enjoy today's chat. And as always, let me know what you think. Let's do Halloween. (laughs) Let's do Halloween. All right. I've got, well, I just call you Susan G um, on everything. I've got Susan G with me again, the medical mama and the podcast hostess of when autumn comes, you may have remembered, um, or listened to her when she did the meet amazing episode with us. So I'm thrilled that you're back. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm excited to be here again. Thanks for having me. Halloween's coming up and I know it's a really interesting time period for a lot of extra sensitive children. So I wanted to get uh, Susan J's ideas on what you call reverse trick or treat. Yes. So tell me what this is. This is the second year that we've done reverse trick or treating. And I love having people come to my house, but you know, COVID germs, immunocompromised kid, we, we can't also until I had my two children, I didn't realize how difficult Halloween is for kids in wheelchairs. There's curbs, there's sidewalks, there's steps to go up. I didn't think about that. 
And often it's darkish. It's darkish. And you like, I would stand at my front door, wait for the kids to ring the doorbell, and then stand there until they'd say trick or treat. Well, my kids are nonverbal. They're not going to say trick or treat or even as something as little as thank you. Now that I am living the life as a medical mom, I realized that it just wasn't going to work. We did a couple like festival things with Lorelai and Benji, and I go all out with Halloween costumes for the kids. The first year that I had both of them at the same time, I think that was the year that we were the pirate ship. And I wore a shirt that said, I run a tight shipwreck. And I made their double stroller wheelchair thing, like a massive pirate ship. Um, We did, oh, no, no, no. That was the second year with the both of them. Before that, I made the double stroller a circus car and they were monkeys. And this is my circus. They are my monkeys was written on my shirt that year. Uh, the following Halloween, Lorelai didn't, I think that's the year that she decided to go to heaven. I was going to do rolling with my gnomies because they're in wheelchairs and they were both going to be garden gnomes. So that got postponed. And this year, Benji is going to be a gnome. I'm going to be mama gnome. <laughs> and Michael is going to be papa gnome. And we are going to be rolling with my gnome Last year, he was Dwight Schrute from the office and I turned his wheelchair into a desk. I was Pam, Mike was Jim, and Benji was Dwight. Like, I love Halloween. So I am (laughs) dying here right now. (laughs) I'm dying here. So the first year, Teal Teal was just out of the NICU. I mean, she was literally like four and a half pounds. Pretty no, Mm -hmm. she was she was four pounds. And so I I put her in the front pack and I made her into a spider. Okay. And and then, so she was on me, but then (laughs) Alex was a dead bug. (laughs) I made him be a dead bug and he had, you know, like he was all black and you can't have fun with non-ambulatory children. Absolutely. And you have so much more to work with when you have a wheelchair to like build a desk on or turn into a pirate ship. Like we actually have an advantage in some ways. I agree. We don't have an advantage when it comes to stairs and curbs and things like that. I think it was during COVID when everybody started doing the drive-by stuff, drive-by birthdays, drive-by, anything you had to celebrate was a drive-by. Graduation was a drive-by. Remember that? (laughs) As long as you can stick your hand out and grab your diploma. Thanks so much. Bye. I I think they at the local school here, I think they did it out on the track. Like you literally drove by in your car and got. Yeah. Yeah. celebratory another COVID. another conversation another day yep. anyway we did a drive by halloween basically but we did it we call it the reverse trick-or-treating so we put costumes on we ask people to put costumes on the better the costume you know the more into it you get the better just because it makes it fun for everyone and they drive to us and i come out and give them candy so it's not really reverse trick-or-treating but instead of Benji going from house to house, everybody comes to our house because they love my kid. And we live on bucket lists here and we wanted to experience it. So last year, I think we had like 40 people show up and they all came in costumes. A handful of them hung out afterwards that were, you know, mama and dad as friends. And we ordered pizza and hung out. But 
I made cupcakes because I'm super extra like that. And everybody got a cupcake and we had some like monster punch. So this year we're doing the same thing and it works out really well because it gives grandparents an excuse to come by and everybody's welcome. And we sit out in my front yard and we hang out and it's during the day. It's right after nap time. It's not in the middle of the night. Everybody can see everybody. I will say too, there were so many other disabled kiddos that were able to come because it wasn't house to house to house. So I was thinking this year, I may have a few extra bins of candy that like if grandparents are there, they can be like, hey, come on over here. I'll give you candy too to make it more inclusive for all of the children and not just about Benji. Right. Well, and then you could have like three zones of trick or treating. Heck yeah. You know, so that they can actually all like it's not just one house. Like it could be like, or you could even ask your neighbors, be like, hey, any chance you'd set out a you'd participate in this? Well, we also live on like a large acre of land. So like we have a ton of space. There you go. So we could easily in our yard set up like three stations. And as you're talking, I'm like, okay, so we're doing gnomes. I could have like a forest gnome section. I could have a garden gnome section and Come on. That's so much fun. Okay. So I don't have enough time for that nonsense though. (laughs) Great idea. Never going to happen. Cupcakes are pushing the, pushing the. (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, I, yeah, I've seen so many creative things to do for Halloween. I'm all, nope, that's not going to happen, but it's such a good idea. What are you guys being? Or is it secret? Cause I know there are some people who keep it secret. No, we just follow Teal's lead. Pretty much. She originally wanted to be a horse um, because she loves spirit. And then she decided that she wanted to be lucky. And then we were running around Target the other day and she saw Olaf. Frozen is her favorite ever. I've seen it a thousand Mm -hmm. freaking times. No joke. And so she's going to be Olaf, which actually is really easy. And so we'll probably just, I'll probably be a princess and I'll make You could be Anna and he could be Kristoff. Yes. Done and done. Yeah, I am so Anna. I am Anna with my sarcasm. Although you have like the spiritual kick of Elsa. Anna's a little aloof to all of that. Yeah, you're right. Maybe I'll have to do half. That's how I feel about me. I don't know. I don't know if I'm Anna or Elsa. And I feel like it's something I should know about myself. Well, can we transition to one thing, which is <laughs> hypersensitive children? I've yes. realized that because Teal sees spirits, because she communicates with them, she really can't do Halloween much. Mm-hmm. And it much to my chagrin because I adore Halloween. So the second year we took her in her stroller. So our cool little town does an afternoon trick or treat at all the stores. Every single young kid goes down there with their parents and it's a crazy, amazing time. So cool. Teal hated it. Mm -hmm. She couldn't handle it. Of course she did. There was, yeah. yeah. It was too much energy and too many spirits. You know, that's the time of the, of the thinnest veil, right? Between our world and the, the unknown. And so Mm -hmm. I started seeing her looking up around people, like not at people, around people. And I just said to Alex, we need to leave. I said, it's too much for her. As much Mm -hmm. as that really bothered me because I wanted to stay and see people and be my social butterfly self. Uh -uh. Next year, she vomited at school. She's never done that before. It's just too much for her. The next year, she slept through Halloween. 
She decided um, she wanted a nap and she slept she was opting out. Yeah. yeah. And I just had to really start respecting that and changing my own selfish ways. Right. Yeah. Last year, I actually think she handled it for a while. She was frozen princess. So she, you know, she was Elsa. I mean, that was really exciting for her, but I think it's important to talk about that too. And like, just like you had to make adjustments for Benji, I've just had to say, okay, you know what? You own this sweet pea. And if, yeah. if you don't want to do it this year, we won't do it. We've got everything ready, but we don't have to. Well, and I think too, I know in your case, you're talking, I mean, Halloween specifically, it's heavy for her, but for my family, Lorelai, every single holiday, she would just act out, not, not personality wise, but her, her disease. I don't know what it was, but that kid wanted to be in the hospital for holidays. I, if you look back, 75% of her admissions were over holidays and like, and we had a lot of admissions. <laughs> it wasn't like there were four. <laughs> you know, you know, what just hit me though. Like I just got this full on message that she was doing it for the others. She was oh, at absolutely. the hospital to brighten everyone else's day. Absolutely. Oh, what a gift and she gave them. I always joked with her saying, doodle, we don't have, like, we love them. We love these people, but we don't have to spend the holiday with them. You know, she went in on 4th of July was her last admission. She had to be sure, like, of course she passed. Off, fireworks. You know, during- Hello, fireworks. <laughs> exactly. She's no dummy. And Hurricane Elsa. I know. Hurricane Elsa. We talked about that <laughs> last time. I remember so, that, but like fireworks, exactly. Perfect sense. But I think that something I've learned throughout this random journey of parenthood is that things can be rescheduled. You can dress up in that costume in December for all it matters. If it's easier for Teal and it's still fun. I bought Benji two co- well, the gnome, and then we were walking through Walmart and we saw Stitch, you know, from Lilo and Stitch. And we joke that his teeth, his stitch teeth is what we call him because when he <laughs> smiles, he looks like Stitch. So my husband's like, why did you buy it? I was like, because he can wear it any day. Who cares? Who cares? If Halloween doesn't work out, we skip it. And we dress up the following week. And just just like any other holiday, you don't have to celebrate it on that day if that's going to be too much for your kid. Yeah. And that's really empowering. I, that's really just good for all of us to hear. Thank you for that. I, As somebody who, whose kid messed up all of her holidays, Christmas is just as magical a couple days later. Agreed. It's, it's the energy that you put into it. Mm-hmm. Nice. All right. Any other fun ideas for costumes for families? Target has a wheelchair line of costumes. If people haven't seen that yet, if any of your listeners want to join my little community, we have the When Autumn Comes Society, and it's just moms, dads, caregivers, et cetera, talking about things that work for them. The last two years, it's kind of circled around a little bit. They have like a princess chariot that you can like put on your wheelchair, like they have covers for it's so cool that they and it's only I want to say 40 ish dollars. So it's comparable to other costumes. That stuff has worked well. We did something with like the week before Halloween. I used to do like textures with my kids, like not saying feel the brains and do all that because that's a little much for medical kids. Let's be real. But 
pumpkin painting and things of that sort, we kind of play around with all of the textures of the season. Um, I try to stay away from the skeletons and the bones and the things because today was a great example. Benji had a cardiology appointment and just they were little things that triggered him that wouldn't have crossed my mind so i try to keep the medical stuff halloween is fun we have like cute witches and cute ghosts we don't have the scary bloody stuff because that's our lives normally yeah that's so true and that actually reminds me because it is choose based on your your family as well because like for teal we actually bought a skeleton at target because mm-hmm. of the bones, because of using Neuro Horizons and and working with that whole concept, we want her to use her bones. And, and so she was right. giving herself high fives with the skeleton. So it was a teaching tool. So again, it's just figuring out what works best for, for your family and your specific mm-hmm. situation. That's very cool. And I think too, if somebody's listening and they don't have special needs or disabled kiddos, I think being open to if the child doesn't say trick or treat, there might be a reason and don't push it. Or if the child is freaking out and scared, be as pleasant as you can be and just kind of let them lead their way. Because anything, Halloween, holidays, going to school, anything can easily turn into a very overstimulating situation for children, adults included, giving everybody space when we're all out I can just imagine going down the little street in your town and being like, there's just so many people and kids freaking out for whatever reason. So give them grace. Yeah. Give them grace. As you were chatting, I realized I need to make Teal a little trick or treat sign. That's a good idea. You know, so she can just, and then that is cause and effect too, right? So she's learning, okay, I say this and Mm -hmm. she gets it and I need to program it into her talking board. Trick or treat. Mm -hmm. No, that needs to be. That's what we did last year. Yeah. We did um, trick or treat and we also did, my name is Dwight Schrute. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. I work at Dunder Mifflin. Okay, the tea, but that's what we need to do. We need to get creative like that and have fun. And then again, you're also just teaching kids the cause and effect and the communication. And I love that. Okay, very cool. You absolutely have to put I'm Olaf on her I'm talker. Olaf. I like warm hugs. <gasps> I like warm hugs. That's amazing. Oh my God, we're yes. totally doing that. Oh my gosh, I love it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. So if anyone else has ideas or things that they've done with their families, please either send me an email or put it on one of our pages, whether you go to When Autumn Comes or you go to For Our Special Kids. But let's just keep the conversation going because all of us have so many great ideas that if we don't share them, well, what's the point? Everyone suffers. So let's just share. And we can all learn what works for our kids. Exactly. Happy Halloween, Susan G. Happy Halloween. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you found one or two meaningful nuggets of information to make your day better. If you think there's value in what we do, please take a moment to tell another friend, family member, or a caregiver. We'd love to hear from you at forourspecialkids at gmail.com. You can send in a question, a comment, a topic that you'd like to learn more about, or if you'd like us to highlight a certain person, please send that information to us. It makes our show so much better and so much more valuable for you. Our Facebook and Instagram handle is for our special kids. And finally, remember to witness the wonder and the wisdom within yourself 
and others. Until next time.